just said you have one of the best teams, but that performance shows that you're one of the best fighters in the world. That Jaleel shows up to beat a lot of people. So what's your what's your message to the rest of the division? Brah, brah, brah. The real is here. The real is here. I might stumble a little bit, but the real is here, man. Y'all better know it, bro. I ain't bullshitting. The real is here, man. Over here in the second round, I could see it in his face that he was ready to go, so I helped him out the door. Eric, you hadn't had a finish since 2019. You get a finish tonight. How soon would you like to come back into the Octagon and fight again? And when you do, can we expect that same type of approach that we saw tonight against Dawkins? Yeah, you know, um, you know, I was saying earlier, you know, I try to make things pretty, but, you know, I'm pretty, but my... Yo, what is up, everybody? It is time for the In Off the Bench podcast. I am Daniel Ball, and I am joined as always by my co hosts, my partners in crime, my brothers from other mothers, Jim Cross, Randy Jowers, and guys, it's episode 33, and it's titled That Winning Feeling because we got two of the hottest fighters on the scene. Coming off big wins, help me welcome on to the show with the biggest interview in podcasting this week. We got pro MMA and pro UFC fighter Jaleel Willis and Eric Anders. All right, gentlemen, Eric, Jaleel, we are back with you guys again. Welcome back to the podcast. Jaleel, man, how we doing? Bro, like I said, I feel like I'm one of the best fighters in the world, bro. I mean, we're going to get into that, but like all, everything that I've seen, you're right. You are the best fighter in the world. Like, I don't, I don't mean no offense to Eric, but like. One of the best. One of the best. That was. And one of the best. Yeah, that was that was big time shit, dude. Like this weekend, you you come out to whoop that trick, man. Everybody's pumped. They they they're ready to see things going. Why why that song? Is that just Memphis in your blood, or, or what's up with that? Why why you choose that one? Mine are uh, straight up for a long time. I've been comparing myself to DJ. You know what I mean? It's like in the movie, I've been comparing myself to him. It's like I ain't no pimp or no shit. You know. And you know what I mean? It's like I ain't we ain't exactly like he ain't no fighter either, but I I feel like bro, I'm really trying to like this is my life, like fucking just fighting, you know what I mean? Constantly fucking fighting because it is. And shit, I I see the way that mind how he was fighting, you know what I mean? Fighting to get away from pimping, trying to fight to rap and stuff like that. So you know, but he doing everything he can to hustle, and I admire that. You know what I mean? I admire this hustle. Like, that's why originally I was coming out there hard out here for a pimp. You know what I mean? Like, trying to get the money for the rent. Because I was like, that that's fucking me. It's like, I'm literally fucking out here fighting now, trying to get money for the rent. And is able to, you know what I mean? Like, man, then I got to the point where I'm like, okay, now I'm, uh, I'm basically fighting for my job. Cause if I lose again, like I, I'm, there's a good chance I'm getting cut. You know what I mean? So with that being said, that's when I turned into the mode of like, what? What's one thing have I been doing wrong? One thing I've been doing wrong is respecting these dudes way too much, trying to be friends with them and stuff like that, letting them finesse me into handshakes and 
head nods and you know all this like somewhat you're not in it for for that like to me it, it seems like this fight was much different because there was no other option like you had to no. go out and you had to flat out win and man you you talk about oh. it you talk about it yourself like it's it's a different kind of hustle a different kind of fight but you know last time we had you on we we talked about family balance we talked about the difficulty of of you know having a family having kids and trying to do it all was this camp any different as regard in regards to having to sacrifice that family time because you know I have to win this fight. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Basically with this one, it was uh, a lot of me having to, you know, realize that say, I'm going to have to get away, you know what I mean? To be able to kind of elevate on what it is I'm trying to do. You know what I mean? So that was a big sacrifice having to leave, you know, my kids, you know what I mean? And it was like being down, you know, being down for being down at those counts for all the time. And, you know, it turned into me saying that I'm like, man, you know, I'm alone, you know what I mean? And I'm but I'm alone for a reason. I'm alone to get, you know, shit for my, you know, my kids and shit. So with your kids, do do your kids watch your fights? Mine, um, Caden, he watched the fights. So I he he'll post up and watch the fights and you know like they they all get around and you know throw parties and stuff like that. Grandma, grandpa do that site, so but my daughter, she'll go stay with my mama, you know what I mean? And her and my mama got a tradition of not giving a fuck about my fights, you know. So they <laughs> they don't watch them. They just wait till I get back home and I'll go over there have lunch with them or something like that and then they'll watch the fight and ask me questions that don't got nothing to do with fight like you know it's like weird shit maybe she'll come around you ever seen south fall jaleel mine not bro it's on netflix right now right yeah hey all right so i don't want to do any spoilers but watch that in the relationship with his daughter and then she comes around on watching him fight i'm not gonna spoil anything but why yeah watch that movie asap yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean i understand why my daughter and my mama don't watch though they 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 freak out. They don't like to see fights, let alone see me in a fight. You know what I mean? They thinking like anything can happen. And the one thing they scared of is seeing, you know, me go down and stuff like that. Or like that morning my mom the one time my mama watched the fight, I had got a split open with two <laughs> with a, uh two elbows. And it was the most blood she's ever seen coming from anybody that wasn't dead. And she was like freaking out, knowing that that was me inside that. She didn't even care. I was winning the fight. Nope, she said, "Nope, I'm done. <laughs> I'm not gonna give up about your fights yep. anymore." So yep, she's watching. Obviously, they, you know, your kids understand like you're fighting at your job, like you're you're using it as income to provide for them and 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 everyone else, <laughs> but. Do they really know how badass you are in the cage, or do they still like test your gangster on a day day to day basis? My, like I said, Caden, he aware. You know, what I mean, Caden, like we, <laughs> that's my guy. Like we got a mutual respect, and he, you know, he uh he wrestled too, so he he a real gentleman. You know what I mean? And uh, but my daughter, though, on the other hand, she's like, whatever, you rap, 
you wrapped around my finger. You know what I mean? It's like she she still tests me all the time. Anything I'm saying no on or trying to stand up to her on. I say stand up to her because she she know how to she know how to become my mama and her mama, like all in one person somehow. We all collectively yeah. nodding our head because we all girl dads, so we feel we feel you. It's, yeah. it's deep, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, golly. So yeah, she she get it. Eric, let's uh let's transition to you, man. You are you are now with us. Obviously, you got a lot going on, just like Jaleel coming off a, a big win. And and we're gonna get into that, man. But I know last time we had you on, man, we talked about the the whole balance of of work and life and you know. For, for you guys, that work is is almost a, a, a like from the minute you wake up to the minute you go to sleep, it's it's something where you're checking off these tasks to be the best and, and, and to compete at the level that you do. But uh, recently on a podcast or other parents, you know, talking to, you know, about why do you fight? So what like what is your standard answer when when people say that? Like, why? Why do you fight? because I like to fight, you know, saying I love fighting, you know. I love competing, you know, so yeah, it suits me. Do do you ever find any like negativity when you tell other parents, yeah, I, I just like to fight. I like to, you know, it's what I do best. It's what suits me. It's I'm good at it. Do, do you get any negativity towards that or or what's the reaction? Uh I don't know. Just, I guess it just depends on the person. Sometimes it'd be like, dang, I can't believe you could do that, or I would never do that, or that's cool that you do that. You know, I don't think like anybody frowns. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, that's about it. I think but, you know, they all appreciate it at the end of the day, I think. Would you encourage your kids to fight? I mean, they wear their own shoes. You know, if they want to, you know, do they do whatever they want to do. So, so if, I just, it, I just, if that's what they want to do, like I'll try to lead them down the best path. If they want to do something else, I'll try to lead it, you know, take them that way. But at the end of the day, it's their choice. It's their life. They got to be happy. Jaleel, you kind of, you talked about it, how you came, you feeling like you're one of the best fighters in the world, but um, obviously coming off of two straight losses, what was, you, you talked about that killer mindset and how you changed your mindset but the question is, how did you change your mindset coming off of what you said? If you don't win this fight, the likelihood is that you get cut and then you're doing something completely different, not doing what you love. So just how did you change your mindset to get that more? And I don't say more focused, but to get into that mentality where you weren't, you know, giving these guys too much respect, where they weren't, you know, finessing you into handshakes and head nods. Mine, uh, I went and stayed with uh, Chase Sherman, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like that mind. Yeah, the Vanilla Grill, the mind he uh, yeah. really turned me on to, you know, exercising like more than just uh, like you know my left and right. He had my would make me read ten pages a day type shit. Like well, anytime I go stay down there, he'd make me read. He he was like he wouldn't say nothing. Just put the book on the table, and some of the books he put on the table was like books that like really fucking helped me see that like. <clears throat> You know, a lot of bad performance happened quite often with athletes, pro athletes, you know what I mean? And the one of the main reasons is, you know, all, all fucking self, our own head and shit like that. So, hey, he, I, 
just reading, just, you know, reading it, reading whatever he would fucking tell me to look. And it started to kind of <clears throat> help me see that I need a little bit more belief in myself and a little bit more belief in just like, you know, my team and how I'm doing stuff and the way I believed in my opponents, you know. Yeah, no doubt. So not only on the, the top of the, the two fight games, not to dig too much into your personal life, but you talked about this recently. You're dealing with a lot of personal shit going on, right? You know what I'm saying? You got you got car wrecks, you got family kind of drama. So all that stuff's playing into your psyche too. So I'm sure that did that play into the focus and maybe even it sounds bass backwards, but does it help you get hyper focused just to be able to singularly focus on the fight game and try to take out all that white noise for just a couple weeks to get trained up? Yeah, man, it it took like superior focus, you know what I mean? It's like, and, and with me, I just had to see like, you know, uh, I really had to look at it. I'm like, bro, mate, a lot of this stuff happening could be, you know, like, you know what I mean? Could be God telling you that you need to, you know, do a few things different. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, so, it's like, started getting into the gospel, you know what I mean? It's like, I did that and started just like you know just knowing just reading and shit just like really just sitting back listening and reading and giving myself a chance and like looking at all these dudes who down there coming from like ass and other other fucking world and shit and like dropping everything to be able to come over here you know what I mean so I'm like bro I'm coming from Memphis I got it made uh, essentially, you know what I mean, to what I'm looking yeah. at. So I'm like, I got to give myself like a real chance, you know? Yeah, no doubt. So we talk about the focus coming in, but obviously get, it, get into your opponent a little bit, taking on uh, Kyle Crutchmer, a guy who had only <laughs> lost once in his pro career coming into this fight, was coming off of three mm -hmm. straight wins all by decision. So I've watched you fight oh. for a lot of years now. I know that, you know, you're looking for a finish, but you're not opposed to it going the distance. Was that something that your fight can't right. kind of – keyed in on like we got to be ready to go the distance because that's kind of what crutchman does as well or were you just looking for however you win it that's how i'm gonna get it yeah yeah that's what we did we was like we anticipated like i said we anticipated on him shooting 11 times you know it was crazy that we was like just one off you know what i mean <clears throat> but like my coach saeed you know down at kill cliff their mind he was just that's what he trained me for like he gonna like we gonna stuff 11 shots, you know, you know, and we're going to you know, look to fight when we come up. And, but the thing is about it too, we also knew that it was like the two time, you know, all American and Daniel Cormier's friend, and, you know, I'm like all this shit training AK. It was like, bro, going to be somewhat durable, you know, and bro, going to be ready to go to the decision. Cause when you look at like, essentially how I used to fight and how he fight, like we both decision guys, you know what I mean? So we both got that, you know, that cardio factor behind us. So we, I, I knew that the way I was going to beat that mind was by going the distance and then maybe creeping them out. Like, you know, in the second or something like that, <clears throat> or like the, um, early or the first, third, you know what I mean? Yeah. My, my coaches, they was like, we coach Saeed straight up thought like, you know, he was letting me know you're going to knock him out, you know, cause we, we just anticipate, he anticipated that like 
your gas tank gonna be better, your takedown gonna your takedown defense gonna be better. And it's like that mind knew one hundred percent. It's like that's what's gonna work, and that's what we're doing. So yeah, we we was ready for the distance, you know. So you talk about that. I, I guess that went into his game plan because not only did you stuff eleven, you stuffed twelve takedowns. It was really a masterful performance by you because I remember when we had you on the last time. I think it was you said that you kind of knew in your head that you shouldn't try to go for it, but you went for it anyway, ended up costing you. So does that stuff go into mm -hmm. your head this time too, to just stick to the game plan, stuff the takedowns, bide my time and look for my shot. Cause I mean, the way that you were scoring points was like, as somebody that scores fights when I'm watching them live, it was like, truly, it was no doubt in my mind that you had at 30, 27, mm -hmm. but it, was that the, the, the whole game plan going in, let's stuff the takedowns. If we get an opportunity, we'll take it, but I got to stick to what right. I know. Yep. And like our whole game plan, you know what I mean? And again, a lot of it, you know, was Coach Saeed, you know what I mean? Greg Jones, he beat be there too, you know, kind of hitting it in. So I, but we we knew we said, like, okay, you know, striking, grade A. You know what I mean? Like my striking, it, it ain't a it ain't a fluke. So no. we just gotta fix so we just got to fix some of the bad habits that I got, you know what I mean? From me, he not didn't look being like around. he wanted any piece to your striking though. Yeah. No, man. It's like, bro, but he tried though. I, I know that he much did. for a fact. He usually, he would, here's the thing, bro. Usually shoot at four minutes and 45 seconds, like into like, well, like at four forty-five at the beginning of each round, he used a level change and shoot or come with an overhand and trip or something like that. I was waiting for that. Bro, 100% believed that he was going to show me up on some fucking striking. Or some Wrong. Shit like that. Uh, Wrong. He, but, hey, but I ain't going to lie. I did also hear that. Um, <clears throat> and I could be wrong, but I heard that somebody, you know, Bellator told him that uh, if he didn't, you know, like finish me or somebody around Bellator let him know if he didn't finish me, that it was just a chance that he was going to stop getting pushed, you know, so heavy. Like I said, man, I, and that right there motivated the fuck out of me. When I fucking caught wind of that, I was like, bro, no, these folks not treating me like a little stepping stone, man. It's like, so when I sent in all my shit, all of it, it's like, like you know, like they want a, a television crew want to know what to say and stuff like that. And they, I seen some of the questions like, what would you want the fans to know about you? I was like, I ain't shit to play with. And then the uh, next thing I seen, uh, they said, what is it that you want us to know from, uh, you know, some shit around there that, that you that you like for us to know or anything else that people need to know. I, I got and, uh, you, I man. Like, I, I got you right here, Jaleel. You up? just said you have one of the best teams, but that performance – shows that you're one of the best fighters in the world. That Jaleel shows up to beat a lot of people. So what's your what's your message to the rest of the division? Bra, bra, bra. <laughs> real is here. The real is here. I stumbled a little bit, but the real is here, man. Y'all better know it, bro. I ain't bullshitting. The real is here, man. Real for real, man. I, I feel for real, man. Well, that's how you should feel. But last question before I turn you over to Jim. Obviously, you, you know, coming in, it was a must win. We knew that. You want it. What's next? What's next for the realist? Right, so, like I told you, like, more hard training. You know, that's what I'm looking forward to most. It's just more hard training sessions like the camp that I got this past one. You know what I mean? Because I feel like 
I see it. I see that, you know, I got what it takes to be inside this room. You know what I mean? I'm not, uh, you know, like, uh, I'm not just like a, another body. Like, I, I got what it takes to be inside here. And crazy thing about it is, like, I'm looking at myself. I'm like, bro, you know where you struggled at inside here? But none of that showed, you know, in the fight. It was like I completely outclassed, bro, or some shit. And so that right there let me know. I'm like, bro, I'm. I got a lot to work on, and I'm still outclassing my folks. Imagine what I'm gonna be. So like if I be, if I'm in here regularly, you know what I mean. So like if I got a year under my belt with this team instead of it being six months, you know. So what would you say? You know, reading that article and Randy touched on different parts of it. You know, talking about the the losses that came over over all of it. You know, like, um, you know you talk about how much it meant to get that win and everything, but like with, when you combine it all with just, I mean, what was your mental state? Like, I mean, just how hard was this past? Was it been like a year now? Like just how hard was it to overcome and really focus? You know, you talk about how bad you need to win, but you know, go back to the last fight that you had and you had talked about the mistake you made was you had actually stuck dude, but then you got, you know, you went in and you got too aggressive. And with that same thing coming into this fight, you don't want to make that mistake because you know how bad you need this win. And that probably makes you want to be aggressive because you've had all these things against you. But how do you manage to stay laser focused and not make the mistake and be able to accomplish and do what you need to do? My right. Just my just straight up remembering like, you know, uh, the way I rush it, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't, I don't need to rush. I do just need to, and, you know, be within the ride that's going on. You know what I mean? It's like, so, it's like when I had moments where I stuck them this time, I was like, I'm not rushing. Cause for one, I'm like, I'm cool with being in here. You know what I mean? So like, and that was, that's the best part about it was I was okay with being there in the fight. And even when I start to get tired, <clears throat> I ain't, I ain't look for the, I ain't look to which way I can get out. You know what I mean? I ain't, you know, I ain't go left or right, try to get out the doors. Cause my, those other fights, I was like, it's almost like, man, I, I gave them a, a way out. Or I tried to find myself a way out because I'm trying to rush and, you know, just putting too much on it. It's like yeah. shit, but. I mean, because the reason I ask is I put myself in your shoes and me and you are different. Obviously, you're a professional fighter. I'm not. If my back's against the wall, I feel like I might try to overthink it, try to do too much, which you mm -hmm. didn't do. Like Randy said, the game plan you had and the way you were able to stuff 12 takedowns, like, you know, and so I just I got to commend you for that because, I mean, that's a mindset, a mental mindset. And you talked about the mistake you had before. I even had a conversation with your boy Rod Galvin, who, you know, he said you absolutely, you know, as you came on here and told us that last fight, you should have won. You just you made that mental that mental error. So, you know, shout out mm -hmm. to you for just being sharp and making sure that you stayed patient, did the game the right way. Um, what I wanted to ask you about before we play the game of this or that was talking about Memphis as a whole, because you embody, you represent Memphis, you talk about it. Um, I've been going to those Attitude fights. You know, that's where I saw you at Attitude 25. Um, you know, obviously you're out of Memphis Judo and Jiu-Jitsu, and then obviously, you know, there's law school, MMA. Talk to me for a minute, man, just about how much talent is coming out of Memphis with the MMA yeah, it's a lot. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't understand. Like, you looking at young dudes like Keith Dow, 
you know what I mean? It's like, it, it's, I, I, it's so many, you know what I mean? It's like Patera, fucking Danny, fucking and Dennis, kids who, you know, y'all don't even know about that <clears throat> in the beginner's classes and stuff like that, you know, that I'm, that's like, that they a solid athletes and they way different than where we was when, you know, we was younger and stuff like that. It's, it's like, they got the same thing we had once we had older people to look up to, you know what I mean? So we we had like, you know, guys like Jacob Noe and Brian showing us, you know, where we can make it and then we got a chance to make it. Like they got that. And these folks also got like just like a different type of worth ethic nowadays. You know what I mean? So like, and and I, I really only see that like within like Memphis, that's I believe. It's like, and I'm, you know, not trying to some everybody's like, but it looked like the the young dudes from Memphis is the ones who are gonna be like the world beaters. You know what I mean? It's like, and because they they got they got coaching and they got people to look up to, and they you know got just like a good a good like like two generations to really look at. You know what I mean? Almost like. Like the sport of MMA just evolving, you know what I mean? So listen, Eric, first things first. It's been a while since we had you on. You know, I, I didn't know this was coming. I'm watching Netflix. I'm watching Cobra Kai. See Johnny Lawrence rolling up in there. He's looking for somebody. And then all of a sudden, I see your boy on the on the big screen, <laughs> man. And I've seen you fight a few times, but, I, I you know, did, was it harder to act or was it harder for you to lose to Johnny Lawrence, man? I was getting paid. So however they wanted that fight to go is how it was going to go. I'm going to my <laughs> Jaleel, you taking, you taking a loss to old-ass white dude for uh for some money? I, yeah, man. Like, for real, bro. <laughs> I'm going to as much money as I can. And then, <laughs> you so, hey, but he did all that stuff. That's spending whatever you know. He all he did all that stuff himself, and that guy he's got to be pushing sixty. Yeah, no, he, he, he after, so he's pretty impressive. At least he was the one doing it. Yeah, no doubt. Let's talk about weight classes for a second. Obviously, you know, you fought in in a couple different weight classes, and we've had you on before, and you've talked about kind of the different classes you've been in. But which weight class do you feel like a better fighter at? Uh, Eighty five. No, I think it's, uh, that's where most of my wins, that's where I competed at. That's where I competed at recently. You know, so, yeah, middleweight for sure. Middleweight for sure. So, you know, we were talking to Jaleel about him coming off of two straight losses, and he felt like that this was a, a must win or he, you know, might get cut. You never know. Uh, you yourself were also coming off two straight losses. And did you feel the same kind of pressure? You know, you got two fights left on the contract with the UFC. Did you feel that pressure, or does that pressure even bother you? Yeah, of course, you know. Uh, that's your livelihood, like your main stream of revenue, you know. So, yeah, of course. Uh, well, let me yeah, ask you another question. You, you come into this fight as a, as a betting underdog at plus 170. Does that – do you ever even know that going into a fight? Yeah, I check it out, you know. No, I just don't see how they saw that fight going any other way. Randy, I'm not familiar with how it works in UFC. Obviously, I am in other sports. Like, you get in trouble in other sports. Can you bet on yourself? Uh, you know, that's a great question. I don't know I the think, answer to that. I don't think, don't answer it, Eric, if you don't know. 
No, in the past, you could bet on yourself to win, but not to lose, I think. But now you can't even bet at all. Because, that, I mean, if Eric believes in himself, I mean, I'd go drop that paper on myself and say, I'm going to go win me some extra money on top of what I'm getting for the fight. Yeah, no no yeah. doubt. So in, I, Unless he's fighting Johnny Lawrence, then he's willing to throw it on that L all day. I had, I had to have been that favorite, bro. <laughs> No doubt. So you you coming into the fight, obviously, and you talk about how you you don't know how they saw it going any other way, and I agree. So the guy that you're fighting, just I think it was five months prior to you guys' fight, had had his face broken. Now it's not uncommon for people to deal with injuries coming into fights, but was that something? Uh, and not not to sound like you exploited it, but is that something you guys were keying in on? I mean, I thought that whenever they offered me that fight, that. Like, I didn't even realize the extent of his injury until I grappled Petrovsky in Philly, and they were talking about, you know, he had that, like, wire mesh and, like, you know, like a major surgery on his face. And I was like, damn, that shit, you know, kind of soon, kind of early, you know. Because, yeah. man, like, I don't know, dude, you're gonna, you got the spar, you're going to get hit in the face. There's no way that that's time enough to heal. But he signed the contract, and that was the fight that I was offered, so – and we had already signed the contract anyways before I found that out. Yeah, and, so uh, go ahead. But it's not like oh I'm gonna attack his face. Like you see me fight before, you know, you know that's kind of what you do. Surgery or not. Like I said, you know, what, what else am I supposed to hit? <laughs> no doubt. So you said afterward that you thought that this was one of, if not the best performance you had had in the UFC. So talk about kind of what what do you think made this your best performance yet in the UFC? Uh, I think there are a lot of factors. Like, I trained with more intensity and intent, and then I made it a point to be between 210 and 212 uh, fight night, uh, and, you know, instead of heavier, so I'd be able to, you know, be athletic, and uh, I did. So, I don't know. I just I think that sometimes I get too big before a fight, so I just be, like, too slow or whatever, but. You know, I feel like my athleticism was maximized, uh, like, way later on fight night. Yeah, so to that point, you said in the cage afterwards to Cormier that you were ready to fight the very next week if the UFC wanted to offer it. So being as how the next fight is your last fight under contract, unless you sign a new one, did you feel that way because you didn't take any damage, or did you feel like your camp was just so good you could you wanted to keep it rolling? Yeah, I just – yeah, like, even right now, I'm still, like, maintaining it, so – yeah, I just felt good. Like, I didn't have any injuries, really. Like, uh, just some soreness, you know, whatever. And, uh, yeah, just ready to get back in there. So, I saw a fight. Uh, a fight. I saw a picture after your fight with your post-fight snack, and it was a sun kiss and a popcorn. Is that, like, some sponsorship, or is that, like, really what you had for the post-fight snack? Nah, I matched it. I wish I had a sun kiss uh, sponsorship, popcorn sponsorship. But no, nah, I, I was in. The, I did the post-fight interviews. And they just had this, like a box of that stuff. And I was like, man, I'm gonna grab one of them. And on the way out, I saw that refrigerator. They just had something drinking. <laughs> I said, what is popcorn without a drink? You know, it ain't no lies. Randy, so, I seen Jalil with some wings from Magic City flown in, bro. Magic City. Now he's wing guru, baby. Memphis, Memphis, Memphis. <laughs> So, uh, so, so, Eric, you know, I, I read in an interview, I actually listened to you on a podcast, I think, too, and you were talking about what's the kind of what's next, right? One more fight on there, 
and that if this was going to be the end, at least you got to do something you loved and you got to make more in five years than a lot of people do in whatever, 20 years sitting at a desk. So that to my, to my point is, what is next? Is it acting? Is it more fighting? Or do you know? Uh, I'm trying to branch out and try to do a lot of things, you know. Now, of course, I love to uh, pursue the acting thing, but, you know, that's going to be what it is, you know. It's, I, I feel like that's going to have to come to me, but man, I'm doing well with the uh, real estate. I started managing fighters, you know, so, yeah. And trying to get, get as many of the streams of revenue going as I can. Randy, he needs to see if he got some more eligibility for Alabama after your Tennessee boys and LSU boys took him down. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going back to that. They need some defense, Eric. Where you at? <laughs> Eric, I'm going to tell yeah, you they need I'm you because that, that portal's – you got the portal's filling up, sir. Man, no, nah, but, bro, that is crazy, though. Every time I get on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, there's another kid from Batman leaving. They got to have, like, 10 kids bouncing. 17 now. Oh, shit, see? That's crazy. I wonder what happened. I want the inside scoop. Surely they can't be pissed off because they didn't boast the championship. Man, some. But uh, we go- yeah, that's, that's some inside stuff. Yeah. But we we gonna get into some this or that, boys. We done talked to enough of the fight game. Uh, we y'all know how it is. Y'all both played. Y'all pick one or the other. Can't say neither. Can't say both. I'll start every question with Jaleel and then Eric. So, you know, we was just talking about what we saw you with post, uh, post fight, Eric. So Jaleel, starting with you first meal post fight, would you rather have some greasy ass pizza or a greasy ass burger? I get heartburn from a pizza. <laughs> Damn dude. How old are you Jaleel? But you got to think he's been, 40, eating, he been, he been eating clean though. It's probably rough. That shit hurt, bro. Every time. Even when I'm not Every time I bro. Eric's laughing because he knows the pain. <laughs> I go through it. I love pizza. Fuck it. That shit hurt. <laughs> All right. So we talk about Eric was recently on Cobra Kai, <laughs> which brought us back to the 80s, man. And so let me ask you boys, who was a bigger 80s uh action movie star? Sylvester Stallone or Arnold Schwarzenegger? Who you got? It's, it's both y'all. I'm going to start with Jaleel. Uh, I mean, I was born in 92. So you still seen know. the movies? Come on. You ain't <laughs> seen really, Rocky, really. Terminator? Come on, Jaleel. Okay, I've seen Rocky. Uh, Terminator used to be on when I was a baby. I'm, yeah, I'm Predator, you too. seen Predator? You seen all those? You, you ain't seen, Man, we got to do a, a movie night. <laughs> I think Rocky. So yeah, uh, Sylvester Stallone there, right? DB, <laughs> DB. Uh, did Jim yeah. just off? Did he just uh, ask Jaleel on a date night, bro? Yeah, <laughs> movie, movie date night. Yeah, I mean it's the least I can do. Sun I, kiss, it's the least I could do after we sparred. I take him out. I mean, you know, watch a movie with him. <laughs> I think you need to spar with Eric. Y'all, little, that's a little bit more in your weight class, man. No, I'm straight on Eric. I'm not even I'm, that's not even no, no just disrespect. Uh, I just watched the video. As a matter of fact, Eric, I don't know if you watched my video, but my daughter was in the background. We was at the hotel watching it. She was in the background, like screaming for them to stop the fight before you murder dude. Yeah. He should have listened. <laughs> but what, but who but who you got? Eric, you a little bit older. I know uh, you've seen these dude, movies. Arnold Schwarzenegger is my hero. I wish I'd get a chance to meet him. That's probably the one person I'll ever like fanboy out over. It's just Arnold. He's like the American dream for me. Like, and his, uh, you know, he come here from somewhere else, became the governor, 
got rich, married a Kennedy. Like, dude, dude, he's a legend for me. Dude, and you're and a legend. His, and his movies are dope, dude. I, I love them all. You're a, legend. you're a legend to me right now because I just turned around and smiled at my wife because she said, no <laughs> way the two fighters wouldn't take Sylvester Stallone. And you took all of them. Dude, okay, I respect, uh, I respect uh, Sylvester's work. I really do. But I don't know. Arnold Schwarzenegger movies are the best. All right, so starting start with you, Jalil. And uh, by the way, you're gonna you, you're gonna get some feedback from DB on that one. He thinks Rocky is the greatest movie ever, and so with that, Sylvester Stallone is is yeah. the man. But uh, Jalil, if you can go to any concert, any concert, you can build your you can build uh, your artists that are that are there, or you can go to any sporting event. So as Daniel says, your bucket list. What are you doing? Are you going to the best concert you can make or are you going to the best sporting event there is? The best concert, bro, straight up. All right. Who's the, who's who's playing? Garth Brooks to start, straight up. Um, them dudes, Midland. Uh, maybe Chance the Rapper, Afro Man, uh, Morgan Wallen, and uh, Red Eye Chili Peppers, you know. If I if I didn't follow you on social media, I would have thought you was messing with me. But since but since I seen what nah. you listened to, I know that you actually ain't lying to me. I mean, my man, oh, my Garth and Seth Morgan Wallen. Greatest Eric. concert I ever seen with Garth Brooks, bro. There you go. Well, Eric, you go really, with sporting was... sporting event or music? Uh man, I don't know. I've been watching a lot of this World Cup, so maybe like the World Cup finals. There you go. That's what's up. You know, we've had a lot of people pick like. Really tough, though. So what? We've had a lot of people pick like you know, maybe a BCS national championship or CFP, but like, no. you played in international it. shit. <laughs> yeah. so, I want like like a real like a worldwide audience. Like everybody is watching this game. Super Bowl would be cool, but that like happens here. But like so, the whole world is involved with soccer. I just think that'd be so dope. Yeah, so like, uh, obviously, you would really root for Brazil. They just got knocked out. So, who's winning this thing? You know? Man, I don't, dude. I, I low key pulled from Morocco okay. just because it'd be a great little Cinderella story. But, uh, man, I'm also pulling for Messi, too, man. You know, might be Messi's time. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. Let me ask you a question with Jaleel's answer. You, you going to Morgan Wallen with him? I have no idea who that is. Uh, You're missing out. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I give it a good quality music. I, I give it a fair shake. I really Look, that's gonna be Eric, Eric's walkout. That's gonna be Eric's walkout music. Next fight, he coming out to Morgan Wallen. I see it coming. <laughs> now let me tell you something, Eric. You're, you know, obviously you played at Alabama. You walk out to Sweet Home Alabama this last fight. Morgan Wallen, dead nuts Tennessee fan. He made a song about beating out Tennessee, beating Alabama. Oh, well, they, they, they all get to play it once every fifteen years. So well, yeah. look, man, that's all we got to do. <laughs> what? No, man, wait till next year. <laughs> now, I don't even know if Alabama will have a team at this point, so I can't even say shit. <laughs> all right, so Jaleel, would you rather be underestimated or overestimated? No. <clears throat> yeah, man. It, uh, I guess I underestimated or something like that. And yeah. it's like, yeah, I guess, I guess underestimate me. Then I, you know, go over what it is you're trying to do or whatever I'm estimated to do. I feel you. All right, what about you, Eric? 
Yeah, underestimated. So All I was right. gonna dog in this last fight and see what happens. So you know, keep sleeping. Yeah, Rand- Randy kept talking about it. He couldn't believe he couldn't believe that she was underdog. I, we knew that would put a chip on your shoulder. So this next one, man, it's, this is going to get real, fellas, because it's, it's been a hot topic. It was supposed to be just kind of a like, little fun question, but it's, it's gotten some 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 serious debates out there. Jaleel, I'll start with you, man. First of all, would you rather be a hero or a villain? Oh, shit. Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, I, I'd rather be a hero. Yeah. All right. So that, that leads us to the next question. Who Who's your favorite he- superhero? Oh shit! Oh, I was bad man. Damn it, Jaleel. <laughs> That's all these two dudes talk about, man. Eric better be better than that. Eric, probably, <laughs> Eric probably want to be the villain anyway. Batman, the man, though. I Hell yeah! But, but I have a feeling that you would rather be the villain. Tell me, I'm wrong. Eric. Uh, I think my personality. Uh, I would want to be the hero, but also. I think it would be cool to be the bad guy for once. So Who's I'll the top villain? Who's the top villain out there? Who was? Who would you uh, be? Man, I think Thanos, because he actually believed what he was doing was right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or Bane. He, he nah, picked the two Thanos. big. He picked the two big guys. Thanos. Thanos believed in what he was doing so much, he killed his old girl. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm right. Yeah, I'm, I'm rocking with Thanos, baby. Eric, Eric went deep. He said Thanos because he killed his own girl. I heard that. Like he's saying, like you know what I mean. Like all the other dudes, like the Joker, like he crazy. So that's just like a write off. He's just doing weird stuff because he's crazy. You know what I mean? All right. Thanos. Well, this last question I got for y'all. It's a new one, man. I picked y'all two for a reason for this one. It's, it's gonna get deep, Jaleel. <laughs> would, would you rather be misunderstood? Or forgotten after your death. Oh shit! Like <laughs> <laughs> y'all got to be really thinking over here, shit. Man, I'm gonna go fucking. Like y'all got have this shit. Look, I mind. figured. Look, <laughs> y'all don't pull your punches. I ain't pulling mine. And uh, shit, bro. Like, bro, I take guess... another hit before you answer it, man. It's all good. <laughs> no, I, I guess I could be misunderstood, man. You know, it's like shit. That's that's kind of fucked up, though, man. It's fucked up right to hell. Look, hey, I, I promise you, I found this question by googling hardest this or that questions, and it was the last one on the list. And I was like, this is perfect for these two cats. They're ready for it. So Eric, imagine you- being forgotten. That, that shit would suck, though. Being forgotten about you dead, man. They just there you go. So, 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 saying, going, fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you going with, Eric? You see, you going with Jaleel on that? Yeah, like I said, I, you know, once I'm gone, how am I supposed to know anyway? So, uh, but <laughs> if I had to pick, I get misunderstood because I don't know. Yeah. Well, because the normal last question, we know how both y'all would answer. Look, we always ask, would you uh would you rather have massive success on accident or modest success on purpose? And then Randy sometimes will re re-ask the question, would you rather me give you a hundred million dollars or would you rather earn twenty million? And the answer is always gonna be given a hundred million dollars. So nah. I I steered away from that. I knew how y'all would answer that. Y'all want y'all want the bag. So I want to give it up. No, yeah. see, but that's the thing though. That's the thing though, Eric. It's a lot of people we had two soccer players on last week or two weeks whenever it was 
And they both said, no, I still want to earn 20. I'm like, well, now I got 80 more million fucking dollars than you do because you want to earn your shit. I'm going to give oh, you yeah. You can take that 100 million and earn 100 more million. Exactly. You know what I mean? Come on, man. <laughs> That's what I said. I'm like, it makes <laughs> no fucking sense. At all. I flipped you know that. The, you know the uh, women so are lying. I have everything I want. Randy, you know the women are lying. You put a hundred mil out in front hey, of them, they gonna take that. Eric, this girl, yeah. one of them had a real deep answer though. She's they're from. I think both of them are from Canada. She said, "I don't, I don't think that any, where they from or what they said." She <laughs> said, "I don't think that any one person needs that much money." I'm like, what? "Oh man, I hate these. I hate people. I don't hate people, but like, I hate that answer." <laughs> I do too. Uh, what if I want to earn a billion dollars? I can earn a billion dollars. I'm gonna earn it. I don't hate Elon Musk because he's a trillionaire you should appreciate it if someone was able to do that i feel like me too i don't need well guys it's been a pleasure jaleel i'll start with you man anything you want to plug or promote before you get out of here i know i know no i ain't got shit my you know everybody i thank my team shit like that everybody helped me out from my accounts you know I feel, you know, feeling blessed up. So, my motherfuckers know, stick with the gospel and uh, keep believing. Right. Eric, what about you, man? Anything you want to plug or promote? Same thing, my team. Uh, anybody hope we get ready for this fight? Red Gear, Big One, and uh, yeah. Well, for those of you that want more information, if you want to just see Jaleel, you want to see Eric put the beat down on folks, or you just want to see what they're doing during training or on a random Tuesday night, going over to Instagram at Eric Anders or J Willis MMA. You'll get to see both of them doing their thing. Guys, it's been a blast. I appreciate all your time if there's anything we can do for you guys reach out man we wish you guys the best of luck moving forward appreciate it brother got it man absolutely that's jaleel willis and eric anders if you like hearing their story or you just like hearing us average joe's talk x's and o's please like and share the podcast on facebook retweet us on twitter Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. As always, comments, ratings, feedback, likes, thumbs up, hearts, hugs, all that good stuff is always welcome. We'll see everybody next week. We're going to be switching gears back to baseball. We're going to be talking to Will Sanders, and he's going to give us a scoop on South Carolina baseball. This has been the In Off the Bench Podcast. As always, remember, strong body, sharp minds, grit and grind all the time. We out.